This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Soulfully Casual Podcast brought to you by Matty Ice Media. As always, I'm your host, Matty Ice, and I hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. Certainly is a wonderful Friday here. We finally have some summer weather. It's a heat wave, folks. At least it is in the D.C. area. I'm pretty happy about it outside of the fact that I have to murder six or seven uh, cicadas every time I go outside because they are taking over the region. I don't know about you all if you're going through this or not, but I see it as sort of an act of war. So if you're with me, um, all power to you. There's a couple of stories that happened in the recent weeks, uh, really in the last week, that I wanted to touch on in this episode. I'm flipping the script a little bit. On Mondays, I normally come at you with really heavy content, and Fridays, it's usually something a little bit lighthearted. I've had Mike on, we've talked Marvel, uh, we've done a lot of fun stuff, and for the most part, I try to keep it a little bit light on Fridays to give you something boostful to go into the weekend. Flipping the script this week, Monday's episode was about appreciation, and I hope that everybody listened to that and enjoyed it, Um, received a lot of feedback on it, and all the new listeners that come from overseas from that episode, um, I think that's awesome. Everybody from France and Germany that that showed up this week, it's awesome. So thank you. I certainly appreciate you. And I hope that over the course of this week, uh, you listened to what I had to say and you thought about some things in your life that you appreciate, some aspects of your life that you appreciate. And one of the things that I have come to realize is that I appreciate the place that I am in my life in terms of uh, privilege in a way, mainly because I understand it. Uh, I'm able to adapt to what I know the world is, and I'm, I'm able to adapt to what I know that, you know, the, the changing tides are, and, and I'm, I welcome it. I really enjoy the fact that we are trying to get to a better place of inclusivity, of everybody having a similar platform, of everybody having an equal say, a piece of the pie, and as a lot of people say it, and I like the way that this is put, a seat at the table. However, there are some consequences that come with that, right? Um, there are a lot of, I think, uncomfortable truths that many of us have to come to grips with from our past, if you're being honest with yourself. Not necessarily on some epic scale, but I think everybody can look back on their life, especially their very young life. You know, when you are 10, 11, 12, teenage years, especially college for sure. We're learning a little bit more in college. We're getting a little bit better. But for the most part, you know, we're learning a lot. We're making mistakes along the way. And I'll be honest with you. I think if you're making mistakes, you're doing the right things. And the other part of that equation is learning from those mistakes. I'm a firm believer that people need to be left to their own devices to make these mistakes because that's the only way they're going to learn. If they are not aware of something that they are doing, a behavior that they're exhibiting that is problematic, um, you know, making some decisions in their life that maybe leads them down one path versus another. And other people kind of see the writing on the wall. They're able to say to them, hey, I think you shouldn't do this. I think this is something you should change. And they either decide to listen to that feedback and make changes or they decide not to. However, there's many times in our life that we are stubborn. There's many times in our lives that we're going to look back and say, I wish I hadn't done that. So, one of the first things that I want to talk about is this situation on American Idol. Now, I want to also preface, uh, I'm not really an American Idol watcher. My, my wife is an American Idol watcher, um, and I will watch it with her, and I do sort of appreciate the, 
new way that they're doing it. I was not a fan of the original incarnation. I felt as if they were rewarding mediocrity or what they thought was going to sell tickets and albums and not necessarily musicianship, which is something that's very big for me. I'm, I'm a huge lover of music. I played music my whole life. So I definitely appreciate the finer things when it comes to that aspect. However, this year, um, in the midst of you know the pandemic, they were able to press on. They were able to have the the show as intended, and they are getting down to I believe their top five as of with the story breaking. Uh, one of the five finalists, his name is Caleb Kennedy, and he abruptly left the show. And it turns out that he abruptly left the show because a, a video of him, a three-second clip of him, went viral over the internet. Uh, some comedian uh, posted it, and basically. Uh, everybody started calling for his head because in this three-second clip, uh, Mr. Kennedy was sitting, uh, panned over to a friend who appeared to be wearing what looked like a Ku Klux Klan uh, hood. So what has happened since then? I think everybody can kind of predict this. Um, we have, I, I don't want to say canceled this person, but in essence, uh, the court of public opinion, which is pretty much uh, finite in a lot of ways, came down on, on him. Um, they called for his resignation from the show. They called him racist. They called him many different things. And ultimately, um, as happens a lot now, it's it's best to sort of cave to that and, and leave and um, try to, you know, sort of hide a little bit and be able to come back a little bit later, hopefully, and, and redeem yourself. Now, to me, I feel as if there are multi uh, facets to this particular story. There are a lot of incidences that have happened in the past that I think are easily identifiable as somebody needs to be put in their place. Um, these allegations of sexual harassment, especially when they are multitudes of, of women that are coming out, um, these obvious situations where people are being filmed, um, saying nasty things, using racial slurs, uh, you know, sexist, things of this nature. Or, you know, we go back to a previous part in their adult life and we're seeing things that are uncomfortable. I think it's perfectly reasonable to sort of ask them to you know, answer to those things. In this particular case, um, Caleb Kennedy's mother came out and said that this particular video, which was on Snapchat, um, was taken when he was 12. And he, it was apparently su supposed to be mimicking some character from a movie, a uh, you know pretty B-rated horror slasher film or what have you. And the reason that I want to bring up this is because I think this is a great example of a reason for us to be thinking less black and white and more gray when it comes to the cancellation, if you will. I put that in quotes because, as you know, I really don't like that word. I'm just trying to use a familiar term for this particular um, you know, instance here that everybody can kind of identify with. But, um, you know, this person was 12 years old, supposedly. And when I think of a 12 year old, I think about my nieces. Uh, they are 12. They just turned 12 in March. And to me, they are very innocent. They live a very um, sheltered life in some ways. And I think they have been allowed to be kids. And when I think about what they do, it's all very silly. You know, they, they do things that uh, are very childlike. They're very kid-like. And um, so to be judged on an action that you took when you were that age, to me, feels a little bit silly, mainly because not every single person at that age has the total wherewithal of what they are doing and what those particular actions could mean, especially down the line. And I think there is something else to look at here too. When I see this as a parent, now granted, I am a very young parent compared to a lot of other parents out there. I've only been parenting for you know just over 14 months. But I look at this and think to myself, uh, if I were the parent of this person, I would probably say, look, 
this is not something that we should be doing. I understand that you are not meaning this in any type of a racist or insensitive way. However, this is the meaning behind this. This is what a lot of other people are going to see when they see this particular hood, right? It has a meaning and it's a negative meaning and it's something that you need to understand. So I don't think this is something you should be doing. I don't think this is something you should be emulating, but just understand that, you know, where it comes from so that you don't mistakenly put this out there, right? I think that that's fair criticism of the parent. To come out and say that my child doesn't have a racist bone in their body is fine. To come out and say this was when they were 12 and they were emulating some movie is also fine. But what I would have liked to hear on the back end of that is as parents, we really let him down because we should have explained why this particular look, why this particular action was going to be a problem or is a problem, right? And I didn't hear any of that. However, the other thing that I feel is problematic is this person has now lost everything. And I get it, I do. I understand that for a majority of this country's existence, the white male has had the utmost privilege of every single person out there. I totally get it. So when I say this kind of thing, I don't mean this because I somehow want there to be an advantage for the white male. I don't. Um, I totally understand everything that's happening around me. I embrace it. And it's something that I truly want because I feel as if, uh, it's better it's the it's for the betterment of the world if everybody around you is in an equal footing if everybody around you has the same opportunities that you have and if they don't it's not because of something like the color of their skin or they have to worry about being classified as such because of what they look like or you know go through stereotypes and many different types of things these people have been asking for equality for a very long time and what looks like equality to them is definitely something that feels like you know loss of something to another person like a white male so that's not what i want do i think that caleb kennedy needs to understand why what he did even a three second clip is very very problematic 100 percent. because as you get older the more mistakes that you make like this and you understand why those mistakes are considered mistakes that's how you learn. Now, he's ultimately going to learn from this, I, I hope. And I hope that there is truly nothing ill-intended behind this particular action. I would say to his parents as well, think about this going forward. Because today's world is ever-growing in terms of um, exposure. Your son wanted to be on American Idol. This is a television show. And he was good. And he kept climbing and climbing and climbing. What comes with that is exposure. What comes with that is extra lenses on you. You have a social media presence and people are going to go back and try to find something of yours that is going to make you look like a problem. They're not just doing it for him. They're doing it for everybody. So it's not as if they're just singling out this particular person, but they found something here and you need to be held accountable for it. But I don't necessarily want this to be an all or nothing thing. Again, there are incidences in which people you know, need to lose something because it's very obvious that they have grown or built some kind of an empire or riches based you know, off the backs of this kind of behavior. And we certainly don't want that. But a 12-year-old kid who's now 16, should he lose everything because he made a mistake as a kid? A mistake that somebody clearly wasn't there to tell him was a problem, that was a mistake. And for that, I kind of feel bad for him in a way because I know that I would have wanted that guidance from my parents. I would have wanted somebody close to me to tell me this isn't something that you know you should be doing. And so what I really hope for is that we do this kind of analysis of these situations. We get the whole story. 
It's the only way that we need to do this because people shouldn't have everything taken away from them for one misstep. And it's easy to say that, yes, they should because they're celebrities and all of this other thing. They're out there, they're exposed. But try to think about it in terms of your life. Think about a mistake that you have made that is going to come off as insensitive to somebody. That's going to come off as potentially uncomfortable for a woman, say. And then imagine that that happens to you and somebody goes back to something that happened 10 years ago and you lose everything. Or you did something as a kid, right? You're 13 years old and you kissed a girl who was also 13. And now, you know, 20 years later, she says, I didn't want you to kiss me when I was 13. And then you're done. You lose your job, you lose your livelihood, you lose your entire future. To me, in some cases, that seems a little bit extreme. And so I want us to think a little bit differently and try and be a little bit more understanding. So that's the first story. And again, I hope that it's a learning experience for everybody. I hope that we as a society can, you know, allow the court of public opinion to maybe take in some evidence before we completely convict somebody. I think that that's fair. The next one is about former Austin P football player, Wontarius Bryant. So recently the NFL draft took place. Players were drafted in those seven rounds. And what generally happens after that, what's pretty typical protocol, is players are invited to what's called rookie minicamp. These potentially undrafted player, you know, these undrafted free agents, excuse me, are invited because they're going to get a chance that is, uh, you know, sort of gifted to them. And there's only a finite amount of these spots. In today's COVID protocol times, which we're still in, there's only five of those slots per team. So there's a very rare opportunity for somebody who wasn't drafted to be invited to one of these camps for these NFL teams and essentially be given a shot to make the roster in some fashion, to at least continue getting a shot in the preseason and so forth. So Mr. Bryant uh, received messages from a uh, Atlanta area code and the people or person, I don't know which, uh, were basically pretending to be the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. And they were able to be convincing enough that they convinced him that he was being invited to the Falcons rookie minicamp for some type of a tryout, which is exciting. My guess is that, uh, you know, Wontarius Bryant was so over the moon that he contacted everybody that he knew, all of his loved ones, friends, family, because this was being on the cusp of a dream that I'm sure playing collegiate college football, he has strived for, you know, his whole life. He's hoping for this to come to fruition. So he gets everything ready. Um, he, he travels down to Atlanta, or to Atlanta, I should say. And when he gets there, the Atlanta Falcons don't know who he is. Uh, he is turned away at the door because, unfortunately, he was pranked and it was all a hoax. Um, he does not know, at least to my knowledge at this point, who did it. He does not know why they did it. He just knows that it has happened to him. He addressed it on social media. And there has been an outpouring of support for him because I think everybody can really sympathize and probably a lot of people empathize with something like this. So why do I bring this up after the last uh, incident? Well, this is actually a situation where I think social media is a positive. This is also an incident where I think we have a clear defined case of whoever is behind this particular hoax should definitely be canceled in some way because there is such malicious intent behind this from this person, right? And the other thing that sucks about it is this is really messing with somebody's dream. That's really what it is for me. So I have never really been a prank person. Um, I definitely am somebody who likes to rib around with people that I know and especially people that I like. Uh, the big clarification to make there is that they're in on it, is that we are friends, we understand each other, 
and there are also lines that I understand, they understand, and we don't cross them. And when we do, a conversation is had. This is not that. This is somebody going out of their way, taking time out of their day. And I mentioned time last week uh, on Friday about opportunity cost of your time. So imagine if you are so bored or so mean or whatever it is that you're going to take the precious time that you have and go through the rigmarole of, of putting this man through this kind of trauma. And I understand that it's not trauma in comparison to things that people actually get, you know, have trauma over. However, it is a traumatic experience because this is somebody's dream that has been given to them seemingly and taken away. And I just can't get behind that. But I find myself asking questions about it and not necessarily like, why did they do it? But why are they so overtly mean? Like, what is it about this person who they probably don't even know you know, what is it about them that would make you think that treating them in this way was right? Treating them in this way was somehow worthy of whatever laugh or whatever payoff it was that you thought you were going to get. And it really gets me and because it makes me think about a lot of these, um, these scams, these spamming scams where they basically tell you that you've won a whole bunch of money or that you owe the IRS money or something like that. And they are trying to get you to give them personal information so that they can take your identity and steal things from you. Unfortunately, they generally tend to prey on a lot of people who are either you know, in need of this kind of financial assistance or elderly people because elderly people are probably less likely to think about this in terms of a scam because they are thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening or oh my goodness, I owe this kind of money, what do I do? And those things end up being a payoff for the people that are pranking them. There is at least some type of a tangible benefit that comes from them doing this, right? It sucks, and actually the fact that they make money makes it even suckier, but you can at least understand, all right, they're doing this because they want to get some type of a financial gain. But what do you think the payoff was for the people who did this to him? And I ask that in all seriousness. Um, if you're listening, definitely hit me up and let me know what you think, but I really can't see it. Outside of maybe a few laughs, outside of getting some like misguided uh, exposure through this, like, so what is it? They actually think to themselves, hey, I'm the person who did that. Like only they know that there's nobody out there that's saying that so and so put them through this because you don't actually want any of that smoke, as Cleveland would say, because if your name was put on it, everybody would know and everybody would know that you're a complete dirtbag, right? The actual court of a public opinion would come down on them so so harshly and justifiably i might add and that's why i think it's interesting because it's like what are they standing to gain here the other thing about this and this happens a lot i feel like this happens when people want to put somebody down and they go out of their way to put somebody down they actually ended up losing why because mr bryant here yes he was turned away at the falcons facility totally get that it's crushing but look what's happened now He's put his story out there and he has so much more exposure than he probably ever was going to get. He has so much more support than he probably ever was going to get. Big people are rooting for him. And you know what I think is ultimately gonna happen? I think ultimately he's gonna get a tryout somewhere because some team somewhere is going to say, what's the harm in asking this person to come in here? Clearly, they're, a good, they're good people. Clearly they have taken this in stride to the point that they have been humble and they have been thankful and they have been forgiving and they're just pushing forward. That's a concept that a lot of people don't necessarily grasp in the in this world right now is pushing forward. Yes, there are a lot of things that push us back 
that pull us back, that keep us from getting to where we want to go. That's always going to be the case in life. And I think both of these stories are correlated in that fashion. One, because somebody made a mistake, and one, because somebody was on the end of somebody making a mistake. But in both of these cases, these are learning experiences, and these are experiences that are going to continue to let you grow as a human being. So Caleb Kennedy is going to grow because he's going to look at this and say, okay, something that I did when I was young, while maybe not fair that I was taken out of American Idol, now I know what I need to learn from. I know where I need to improve myself as a human. And for Wontavious Bryant now, hopefully that in turn allows him a chance at success. It gives him the opportunity to shine. It gives him an opportunity somewhere. And you know what? Maybe he gets that opportunity, doesn't make the team. To me, that's not really the point. To me, feeling validated and feeling vindicated that these people who went out of their way to basically exploit my dream and make me feel like I had come close to achieving it, they don't have to get the better of me, right? I now have exposure, I now have support. And you know what? That might ultimately lead to him getting some type of a shot, which is far more than any of the people who tried to prank him are ever going to get. Those people are never gonna make it in life, and those are the kind of people that we need to watch out for. We need to cancel those people and cancel those behaviors because it's not benefiting us in the long run. We need to be better. We all need to be better, myself included. Every single day, I put myself down for things that I could do better. I look at my past and I constantly put myself down. I relive instances in my past that I am so not proud of. And I'll continue to do that. However, I also know that I've improved a lot, continue to improve. And one way that I improve is being accountable through this show. Because everything that I say, everything that I put out there is in the public realm. Some people are gonna agree, some people are not gonna agree. But ultimately what it is for me is to be able to listen back to those you know, episodes, listen back to me talking about these things as the world evolves, pinpoint places that I feel like I was right here, I need to keep doing this, or hmm, maybe I was a little bit misguided here, need to adjust. And part of that comes from hearing from you, connecting with you, somebody telling me they disagree, somebody telling me they agree, that they agree. And that's why I do this, because I want that connection. And I say that every episode, and I just, I want to keep saying it because I mean it. I want to connect. And how can you do that? Well, you can definitely hit me up on Instagram. That's the best way. Soulfully Casual Podcast. Uh, send me a message. Hit me up with a follow. A comment on some of the posts that I make. I'd love to hear from you. You can also go to the Maddie Ice Media uh, Instagram page, which is Maddie Ice Media 21. Uh, if you're looking for other content, if you're looking for other podcasts and some YouTube channels that we uh, that we host, uh, check out MaddieIceMedia.com. We have a whole bunch of links there. And uh, you can also find some banners for some of our corporate affiliates as well. Um, I hope everybody is having a lovely week. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope this brings you some joy. I hope it gives you some things to think about. Um, what did you appreciate this week? Do you appreciate these kinds of conversations? If so, um, I will keep continuing them. Uh, next week, I'm hoping to talk about some other fun stuff. Uh, you know, they might not be for everybody, but I'm trying to branch out in content. I'm trying to bring some folks on. And uh, I'm hoping to just keep keep rolling because I'm having fun doing this and we are building toward 100 episodes every week at a time. I hope this finds you well. I hope you're safe and I will talk to you down the road.